Hey, listen to Commander Cookout Podcast, episode 169. I'm Brando. I'm here with Ryan, and today we're going to continue the arc of Level Up Yours by taking a trip to Value Town. Now, hit our theme song! Hey, Ryan. We're back for yet another whirlwind adventure. How you doing? Good. What's going down? Whole ton is going down. We're going to continue our arc of Level Up Yours, where people in CCO Nation share with us stories of how their deck building has helped them level up their magic game-playing game. And then we share that with the nation. We're going to thank a couple of new patrons. We're going to talk about our super-duper sweet giveaway and a new special bonus giveaway. <laughs> but before we do any of that, we have to thank our official sponsors, FaceToFaceGames.com. They're Canada's biggest magic store. Very much so. I've got some cards on order for them for doing some custom alterations of magic cards for people in the niche. Neat. And they're just generally all around um, pretty okay people. Yeah, they're pretty decent guys. They're always happy to see us. <laughs> they are. Also, uh, I'm thinking, I'm maybe, if I can get the, the time away, I might try and make the journey to the face-to-face games open event in Calgary oh, in yeah. March. I think I might try and make the the trip. That's the weekend. Uh the face-to-face Calgary weekend. Yeah. Right? I think so. March yeah. 13 14? Yeah. Is that yeah, whatever, either way. whatever it is, you'd yeah. be there for the Friday, Saturday, Sunday for some portion. That's yeah. fun. Yeah, I'm going to see if I can like get a ride in with somebody who's here from town. I'll take a swing down there, crush some EDH games with some people and uh generally have a good time. Yeah, that's actually cool. Yeah, so if anybody's around there planning on attending, and my attendance may or may not encourage you to attend more, then there you go. Sweet. Yeah. Well, that's exciting. Give away some sticks, maybe roll up some play mats and club people with them. Oh, 100%. I found a little piece of rebar on my way home from work the other day. It's oh, already in a yeah. t- it's already in a play mat. I got a little tape on there to make sure it doesn't fall out. Yes, yeah, I am the, ready. Some of the twenty five mil stuff, it's <laughs> like six pounds a foot or something. <laughs> yeah, I've spent some time in downtown Calgary in my day. Okay, I know how these things work. It's it's gonna be good. <laughs> how about downtown Regina? Uh, much worse. Uh, I haven't spent as much time in downtown Regina for the reason that it is much worse than downtown Calgary. Yeah. Speaking of Regina, we do have a new patron shout out for a individual from Regina Hole. We're going to get to that in a second, right after I tell people that Regina is a government town. You know how they say in government towns, they always roll up the sidewalks downtown at four o'clock because yeah, everything's yeah. closed. The reason they do that in Regina, because if they don't, people are going to steal them. <laughs> <laughs> so. That's it. So we've got jam-packed episode. We've got very topical for me, this deck. I thought I played all of the the good, like, give you extra mana enchant lands. Yeah, it turns out that this deck plays like 55 more of them. <laughs> and I've got more research to do for my Estrid deck. And this deck feels like a lot of what we've seen at our local EDHM meta because everybody's building Enchantress decks right now. What do you think of that? I am packing so many Tempests of Light. So many of them. Calming Verse, Bane of Progress. Oh, dude, I'm I'm switching. I'm not switching them like on my, my internet feed because I know this isn't going to last, but I have definitely added Mass Enchantment Destruction to virtually every deck I play now. Yeah, it's like when Planeswalkers were printed in War of the Spark. Everybody started running like Merciless Eviction instead of their austere commands because so, you can get Planeswalkers with it. Yeah. Put Magma Quake back into Norin. Yeah, right? And that is, I think it's only a temporary thing. Theros Beyond Death came out. Enchantments are enchantments are so in right now. Enchantments are so hot. Yeah. Right? And then so. eventually everybody's going to move back to their 
whatever it is they were playing just before. regular they're going to swap out that enchantment that they wanted to try for you know the the sorcery speed version of the same effect or the the creature version of the same effect because it's more in line with the strategy of the deck but the enchantment was just something new something for less mana or whatever it was right maybe they'll slap in some super awesome uncards Ugh. we haven't talked about that yet on the show for good reason and we just wanted to uh, address it by making the fart sound. Yeah, also, we're not going to talk any more about it. Correct. Moving on. That's right. So we mentioned our Regina-based patron. Yes, we did. Big shout-out to new patron of the show, Peter Prokop. Oh, and everything we said kind of goes into the nickname because he's Peter, he's a pro cop because he's in Regina and he's busy all the time. He must be busy. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. So huge thank you, Pete the Pro Cop. Pete the Pro Cop. Pete Professional Cop. There we go. Pete the Police Officer. Pete the Professional Police Officer. Police Car Pete. There it is. (laughs) It it was a long journey to get there, but we have got there. I like it. Okay, next shout out. And big thank you to Anton Lament. Anton. What does he lament? He laments on things that are very akin to the way you and I think about the format of Commander because he actually has a blog. Oh, he's a blogger? He's a blogger. Is he a vlogger? Uh... Wait, does that mean he writes recipes and then has like a 17-page write-up about his kids before he tells you that the goddamn noodles and the soy sauce have to go in the pan at the same time? (laughs) Is he one of those guys? I don't think so. He writes about EDH. His blog's called All Hail Bolus. Link will be in the show notes to that. Because I I think a lot of it's good. I've read a bunch of it, and it's very akin to how we think and also how we treat and interact with our EDH&M meta. Okay. Yeah, so all all hail Bolas. Big shout-out to Anton. Last shout-out. I'm going to butcher it, sort of on purpose, whatever. Colin Luchik? Luchik, eh? Oh, dude. I got it. Let's call him the Luch. The Luch. Do we have a Luch? We have a deech and a douch. Got a deech and a douch and now a looch. Ooh, it's like Hanson. It's like the Hanson brothers of CCO. <laughs> the deech, douch, and looch. There it is. Welcome. <laughs> Great to have you. Of course, all new patrons get a CCO sign-up gift. Some can choose a Brando altar. Ooh, which, I enjoy them very much. Which I do have some in the bank for you. Like, I've got a list. Of Ooh. So I gotta put you, gotta take you to task. <laughs> oh hell yeah! I'm gonna go to uh, the store today. I have to buy my dog a new food dish because Big Earth broke her bowl the other day. It's scary when she does this. She was very afraid. She's afraid of her other bowl now because she's worried <laughs> it's gonna break, right? So and she thinks she's in trouble because she broke something. So this whole big thing. So after we get that, I'm gonna buy one of those packs of multicolored Sharpie markers. Oh yeah. Oh, I'm up in my game. Before I only game. had like silver, black, and red. Oh baby. Oh, I'm going to have all the neon colors under the sun this time. It's on, it's on. So you can choose Brando Altar. Of course, you can have consultation and an altar from myself or a discounted altar from myself. Or if you're into defacing public property or maybe putting them on your deck boxes or like giving to kids that you don't know, you can give them CCO stickers. We'll send them to you. Yes. Very much so. Of course, patreon.com slash CCO podcast. Yeah, that's where you can pledge to become part of the niche officially. And also getting there gets you access to our Discord, which can give you access to our deck list submission station channel thing where you can give 
deck lists to us for this arc or any other arc that we're going to do in the future. Also, commandercookout at gmail.com. That's where you can send those lists as well. We love reading them. Just make sure that you include with submissions for this arc the story of how the deck helped you up your game. Yeah, one caveat to that is we cannot feature all of them. We did get lots of them. We do read them. We do categorize them and save them for future reference, inspiration, what have you. But we cannot get to all of them because we actually have our next arc lined up. And it was inspired by this deck. Yes, it was. So, without further ado, because people are probably only here to see if they won the fucking hint. (laughs) (laughs) So, Um, recap the hint real quick. Okay, the hint, the hint was, this commander is the commander that I get suggested more than any other commander to be switched in to lead my land deck. And the other hint was the number five. The number five. So, of course, duh, everybody, we're talking about Golos Tireless Pilgrim. Who is a 3-5 for 5 legendary artifact creature scout? What the hell? Has, when it comes into play, you may search your library for a land card, any land card, put it into play tapped, then you shuffle your shit. Also, Wooburg and 2, exile the top 3 cards of your library. You can play them this turn for free. So, Scout Tribal... Just kidding. But there are 155. I looked that up because I was going to give that as a hint. There are 155 of this creature type. Oh, wow. I was going to do that. That would have been a good-ass hint, dude. But instead, you just handed it to them by saying Ah, yeah, I guess so. (laughs) That was an easy one, though. So hopefully everybody's entered in to win our our giveaway this arc, which is... Several lots of... Mystery boosters. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna grab a box from our LGS. We're gonna break that shit up. We're gonna open some on YouTube. We're gonna give the rest to a pair of lucky winners who have guessed the hints correctly throughout the course of the arc. That's right. So that's lots of fun. It's just a little bit of a different way to give stuff away. We love to give back to CCO Nation. We like to be engaging and fun. So we hope that everybody likes the pre-show, of course, found on YouTube. And they like to leave a comment either on Twitter, Facebook, or YouTube to guess. Yeah, so it's, it's fun. Also, just for the the people, just, oh, I don't want to win sealed. Dude, we are going to give you the one with the mana crypt in it. And the foil bloom tender. Yes. If there is a foil bloom tender. And the Altart uh, Brainstorm. And there's probably going to be a, uh, what do you call it? Like one of those new foil thalias that they're printing in that. uh, Oh, yeah, there's definitely going to be foil onslaught fetch lands, too. 100%. All of them will be in the mystery boosters that you will win from us. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. And you will win. Also All you guaranteed. Have to enter. Yes, <laughs> guaranteed. So we're talking about Golos. You you mentioned that this is Value Town. Yes. Not a hundred percent sure what that means, but I mentioned that it is fairly topical with enchantments, and that. I thought I was playing all of these in my Esther deck, but turns out I'm not because this deck is. <laughs> <laughs> if, this is a good time to shout this out. Actually. It, our patron that uh, sent this in, Chris Coinpurse, if I'm not mistaken. Chris Coinpurse, yes, that's, that's right. <laughs> yes, sent this deck in to us, and there's actually an, an extensive write-up on the Architect page that is is very thematic as to why it's called Value Town. It explains all that stuff. I really appreciate when, when people put that kind of effort into their decks. It shows that they are passionate about it to the point where the custom categories that we've been asking people to do are labeled public transit, the black market, town hall, city limits, right? Exotic exports. I just read that. I don't know what that means, but I'm going to assume that it's a brothel or some cam girl type establishment. Or like a spice you can only get in value town. Oh, come on, man. 
you've been spending too much time in the nation. <laughs> You've been spending too much time around me. You're thinking oh, about all no. the dirty shit. That's right. <laughs> so we are going to, of course, do it in the custom categories because I think that that's funny and it saves me work as to really doing the math on how many of each type of card there is. So should we get to it? Sure. Let's Here, let's start with the city limits category. There's 37 of them. I think that people will understand that the city limits is where like value town stops and shit starts turning into mountains, forests, lakes, fields. And in our five color deck, read us the numbers of all of the basics. <laughs> <laughs> well, should, should we start with, with that one? Okay, sure. Okay, let's start with the dark steel citadel because it used to be important to the deck. Sure. Oh, I'm supposed to read it. It's an artifact land that's indestructible, taps for a colorless. See, we, there. we did two episodes where I read all the cards. You want me to read all the cards? I'll read all the cards. I am still fighting laryngitis a bit. I'm just throwing it out there. All right. I will read the cards going from now on, okay. except for the, these next five. You have to do them. I was going to say, I'll read the name. You tell them what it does. Okay, let's do it. Let's Forest. Do it. Taps for green. Island. Taps for blue. Mountain. Taps for red. Plains. Taps for white. Swamp. Taps for black. Numbers. Give me the numbers of those five lands. 147474. <laughs> it's just pile of basics that's the whole land and suite. that's your five color land base <laughs> important in the future of this episode yes wink mucho wink. important okay so let's let's look at public transit because the general quality of a city can be measured by in my opinion the general population's access to different parts of the city or the services or the recreation in the city so let's look at public transit how do you get around Value Town, Ryan? You can get around Value Town with Emblem of the Warmind? Let's read what it does. It is an enchantment for red one. Enchant a creature you control. Creatures you control have haste. That's cool. That's a two-mana haste enabler. Yeah, as long as you have a dude. If, yeah, if your dude dies, it goes away. I like it. I think that's cool. It opens up your, your haste it, grantor to two kinds of removal. Creature removal or enchantment removal. It's still cool. That's fine. Next up, Fires of Your Mama, or Yavamaya, if you will. I will not. It is an enchantment for Gruel 1. Creatures you control have haste, and you can sack it to pump one of your creatures by two. Sure. Next up, Samut. Samut Tyrant Smasher is a Planeswalker for Gruel Hybrid, Gruel Hybrid 2. Five loyalty. Creatures you control have haste. Minus one. Target creature gets plus two, plus one, and has haste until end of turn, and you scry one. They had a scry one on there in that last line. I didn't know that. Also didn't know that this card's name was Samut Tyrant Smasher. That is a great name. That is a cool name. W was Samut not one of... No, that's uh, Domri that was Bolus's, like little buddy. Yeah, I don't know. Right? Sure. I don't. I don't remember who everybody was, so whatever. Gruel Planeswalkers are badass. Yeah. So let's, let's hop ahead to some of the driving factors in the economy of value town and look at the factory section so this is where people work this is who pays the taxes to the mayor golos if you will yeah okay so we, we can get a good idea of the type of people that live here and 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 their general quality of life okay first up chakram retriever i guarantee you don't know what this card does <laughs> i i didn't but i did my homework and i read the list before i got here hmm. <laughs> <laughs> he's a 2-4 for 5 one of which is blue partner with Chakram Slinger because he's a dog fetches the frisbee whenever you cast a spell during your turn untap target creature so 
we're not playing Chakram Slinger, right? No. Okay, that's that's the red one. You can still get a shuffle effect out of this because you can search and fail to find. Love that. If that's important. Uh, I don't think it is in this deck because you're not playing any like top deck manipulation. You know what I like about that? Those just shuffle effects. And this is, this is just a personal thing for me, and it has nothing to do with the actual mechanics of the game of Magic the Gathering. Some people, like, they flick their cards lots and lots and lots and lots and lots. They're dicking with their hand. They're fucking around with something that makes it look like they're not paying attention. So if they're shuffling their deck, at least they're doing something besides not paying attention to the game or flicking their goddamn cards. Yeah, that's a thing. Can we bounce Golos and take advantage of the shuffle effect that that gives us? I don't know. Nah. I wanted to play that in Animar, hey? Because you just cast creatures and keep untapping your bloom tenders. That's actually good, but it costs five. It does, well, it costs one in It Animar. costs one, but like you got to get there. Yeah, you got to play four other things first. Anyways, yeah. moving on. Crab Umbra. This, he, he sends a, Chris sends us an email and says, this is a CCO staple, is it? We have played it a few times, and every time we play it, it does something that's way better than what we think it's going to do. Sure, this give it a read. Is, it's a good-ass card. It's uh, an enchant creature for blue. And it gives the creature totem armor and blue two untap enchanted creature. So three mana to untap. That's going to be important. Very important. Totem armor here is just gravy, I think, right? Yeah. Okay, so that means when it dies or is, like, destroyed, it doesn't. It just, the enchantment goes away and the creature lives. Correct. Okay. Freed from the real. Is an enchantment for blue two, and it gives the enchanted creature blue Tap enchanted creature or blue untap enchanted creature can use as a, be used as a value engine or something to tap down their big beater creature. Okay, so we've got three things so far that have been able to untap something. Yes. Okay, let's move on. Gauntlet, Gauntlets of Light is an enchant creature for white two. Enchanted creature gets plus zero, plus two, does Doran damage, and it has white two untap the creature. Okay, I think I know what the important part of that card I'm, is. I'm noticing a theme. High Alert is the next card. High Alert is Orzov 1 for an enchantment. Each creature you control does Doran damage. That means they attack with their butts, not with their fists. Creatures you control can attack as though they didn't have Defender. doesn't matter. And Orzov 2, untapped target creature. Azorius 2. Azorius. <laughs> Azorius 2. Azorius 2, untapped target creature. Instill Energy. Are you going to read that? text or are you going to read the oracle text i'm going to guess what the oracle oracle text would say okay i'm going to guess it's an enchant creature for green it gives the creature haste and you can untap the creature once a turn for free whoa okay untap probably is what's relevant there based on what we've seen thus far haste doesn't hurt haste never hurts unless yeah. it's like yeah, unless, my opponent. <laughs> yeah, unless it's on a concordant crossroads that you windmill slam on turn one and then just get demolished. Very much so. <laughs> okay, I like this next one. Jeskai Ascendancy. Is an enchantment for blue, red, white. Whenever you cast a non-creature spe creature spell, creatures you control get plus one, plus one until end of turn, and you untap them, and whenever you cast a non-creature spell, you may draw a card. If you do, discard a card. Untap, draw, and make your shit bigger. It's one of those combo all on the card cards. Yeah. You just got to like play non-creature spells. Yeah. Of which we've played like we've read a bunch yeah. so far. There are several in the deck. All right. Look at this novel. Maybe you're going to just interpret what that rules text says. How about Nature's Chosen? Don't wear my glasses. I can barely read that. <laughs> I know. What is happening? All right. It is an enchant creature for green that you can only cast on a creature you control, and it gives the creature untap it for free but you can only do that once or 
you can tap it to untap an artifact, creature, or land, but you can only use that if the enchanted creature is white. Uh, what? Yeah, that that's some shit. New, I, newsflash, there are no white creatures. Yeah. So we're going to... It's It still does untappy stuff. We're going to get there. No, I've got the deck organized according to actual card type. There are 14 creatures, and like our enchantments thus far have given us some form of redundancy, the creatures are also going to do oh, the yeah. same type of thing. So let's let's press on. Let's see if we can blow through some of these to make sure that we are demonstrating the level of redundancy in this deck. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> okay. Thassa's Ire. That's an enchantment for one. It has four, one of which is blue, untapped target creature. Twitch. This is an instant of note, not a not an enchantment, so... It's an uh. instant that taps or untaps target artifact creature or land and draws you a card. Sweet. Urban Burgeoning. It enchants a land for green, and it gives the land untap this land during each other player's untap step. Ooh. Vigian? Vigian? Vigian. Vaginian. Vaginian? Reginian? Graft Mage. <laughs> We're so much sure. <laughs> He's a Vitalkin wizard mutant. Zero, zero for three with graph two has blue one untapped heart creature with plus one, plus one counter on it. He comes into play with two plus ones on him. Who cares? You untap something. We went infinite with, I think, somebody's deck that we did the Ark of Others. Somebody played that. Yeah. It went infinite there, too. I wonder if we're going to go infinite in this deck. I can't tell. Yeah, it's hard to tell. Vitalize, another instant. Instant for green, untap all creatures you control. Ah, you know what I like Vitalize as Fog 2, where it's just like, oh, yeah, I'll just block all your shit. All your guys die. <laughs> you're playing green, right? Yeah, it's true. You guys are probably big, unless you're playing this deck. Yes. Yeah. In which case, well, who cares? Yeah. So that's the factory. We also have a power plant. These are the people that are actually providing nuclear energy to Value Town. Yeah, so keep the lights on. Yeah, you saw all the untappy shenanigans. Let's see if we can see any more redundancies or things that are going to benefit from untapping. Now, do you want do you want to clump these? I think some of these are good to clump. Okay. And maybe we can just note the converted mana cost of a lot of them. It's it's all very low. Like the most expensive one of, in this category is four mana, and there's one of them. The rest are three, two, or one mana. Yes. So, give us some give us some truth. All right. First, the clump, abundant growth, dawn's reflection, fertile ground, gift of paradise, market festival, new horizons, overgrowth, sheltered airy, trance of abundance, trace of abundance, unbridled growth, urban utopia, verdant haven, weirding wood, wild growth, wolf willow. Haven. So I recognize some of those, a la wild growth, to be just that wild growth effects. You enchant a land, and enchanted land gives you some extra mana. Yes, or they give your land the ability to produce a mana of any color. As to fix our five color mana base, that is all basics. <laughs> yes, that is exactly right. It is how you get the five colors that you need out of just playing a bunch of shitty basics, of which you probably just have a forest, a forest, and then maybe an island. So we enchant our basic lands with give me extra mana or give me mana of any color, and we've got a bunch of stuff that untaps creatures. Yeah, I wonder how that works together, Ryan. Let's look at all of the workers in value town ah the citizens if you will that is it not to be confused with the citizens of cco nation i don't know 
I don't know if that's relevant. Uh, I don't know. Citizens in CCO Nation probably do what these guys do. Should we clump them again? We could probably clump these because I think that every single one of them does the same thing. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we've got Arbor Elf, Blossom, Dried, Hope, Tender, Juniper, Order, Druid, Kiora's Follower, Crows and Restore, Lay Druid, Lay Weaver, Magus of the Candelabra, Stone Seater, Hero Fan, Vizier of Tumbling Sands, and Voyaging Seder. Astute listeners would be able to recognize that all of those say tap, untap target land. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> With the well, exception, I think, of Magus of the Candelabra, who is X tap, untap X target land. Yeah, and things like Croson Restorer, if you have threshold, meaning there's seven or more cards in your graveyard, it untaps three target lands. No, <laughs> oh no. <laughs> so my interpretation of these three categories of card is that you can enchant your creature that untaps a land. Let's say you enchant your Croson Restorer with Crab Umbra and you have a land that taps for three or a land that taps for four because you can hit like a wild growth and a fertile ground and a gift of paradise and a market festival all on the same land. Yeah. Maybe your land taps for five. You could do this all with one land. Your land taps for Wooburg, let's just say. Yeah. Right? And you can spend three to untap your Croson Restorer to untap your land. And you tap your land for five again. You spend three to untap your creature to untap your land. Make five again. Untap your creature to untap your land. See where we're going with this? You can make some arbitrarily large amounts of mana. But wait, there's more. Of course there's more. <laughs> of course there's more. <laughs> we might need some ways to draw our deck or perform other basic functions on lands that are not tapping for mana. Ooh. And this is where the cam girls come in. Yeah, uh, you're not wrong. Or the exotic spice market, like Brando said. Yeah, one, or the, one of the two things. You're going to take a trip either to the cam girl house where they all live and they all record and broadcast from the same house. Apparently that's a thing. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah? Until I watched a movie called Cam, which is about cam girls. Ooh, that sounds like one that I should see. It's actually a really good movie. You're not going to watch it, but you no. should because it's good. Everybody out there who likes kind of like spooky horror movies, Cam, very good. Oh. Yeah, it's it's a very good show. It's on Netflix. Check it out. It's probably terrible. No, it's good. Okay, sure. It, it's actually good. First up, Caustic Tar. Caustic Tar is an enchantment, is an enchant land for black, black, four. Enchanted land has tap. Target player loses three life. So remember what I just said about infinitely untapping our land? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's, that'll get you there. Get... Get bent, exanguinate, right? <laughs> okay, next up, spawning ground. Get bent, paying eight mana. <laughs> <laughs> spawning ground is an enchant land for eight, two of which is green. Enchanted land has tap. Create a 5-5 five, five green beast creature token with tramps. Yeah. Dang. Interesting uh, piece of maybe trivia is the 5-5 five, five beast that that makes. The token only comes in the Estrid deck, just FYI. Really? Yeah, apparently. Man, they did some weird stuff with the tokens this year, hey? Like, there was that rhinoceros guy where they only gave you one rhino token. <laughs> yeah, but he makes rhinos. And in the same deck, there's the egg lady, and you only get two eggs. Yes. And I think one of them's on the back of the rhino. So, like, they kind of, <laughs> they sort of set you up to fail this year. Dang. Yeah. It's... Well, I mean, maybe they're just preparing younger listener or younger magic players for, like, real life. Yeah, I guess you're never going to have enough of things that you need, and you're going to have to go out and pay fucking money for them later. Yeah. Oh, harsh life lesson on CCO. That's it. Yeah. Squirrel Nest is up next. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was just thinking about this as I was reading Spawning Grounds. Is 
Is Squirrel Nest shitty spawning grounds, or is spawning grounds shitty Squirrel Nest? Ooh. Ooh, because Squirrel Nest is green, green, three for an enchant land. An enchanted land has tap, make a one, one green squirrel. Like, which one is the shitty version of the other? I, I like five fives better, but I like three mana spells better. Right? It's hard to decide. That's fine. Both you, are good. You know what? There is another section of Value Town called Black Market, but I want to jump just real quick to Underworld Connections because it does the same thing as as what we were just talking about. Uh, it's an enchant land for Black Black 1. Enchanted land has tap, pay 1, life, draw card. So that'll actually just... If you have just some number of untappers, but you aren't infinite, that's just going to let you dig, 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 dig. Like, you could probably draw 5 or 6 cards a turn. It's pretty good. Sure, you're going to lose 5 or 6 life. But you only have to probably do that for, like, one turn or two turns before you can just say, hey, hey, what's up? Okay, now you die. Yeah. That's good. It's, it's okay. It's fine. Yeah. What else is in the black market, Ryan? Well, we've got an Abzan Charm. Abzan Charm is a charm for Abzan. It's an instant. Choose one. Exile target creature with power three or greater. You draw two cards and lose two life. Distribute two plus one plus one counters among one or two target creatures. All modes are valid in this deck. Probably drawn cards with it, though. More than likely, yeah. Next up, consult the Necrosages. I don't know what this card does. I have a ton of these laying around, actually, because I just played during Ravnica. It is a sorcery for blue-black one. Choose one. Target player draws two cards, or target player discards two cards. We're probably going to draw with that. Probably. Factor Fiction. Factor Fiction. We all know Factor Fiction. Blue 4, instant, reveal the top five cards of your library. An opponent separates those cards into two piles. You get one pile and bin the other pile. We're probably going to draw the one pile. Yeah. Of note, or interesting, though, you don't actually draw them. You put them into your hand. Yes. So it gets around if you have a Narset person on the other side of the field. Which is actually important in our format because Narset is played. She has become very prolific. Painful Truths. Painful Truths, Read the Bones, Sign in Blood, all the same. Three mana or two mana, draw two, lose two, scry two, do two, whatever. Yeah, cam girl two, whatever it is. Yeah, you get two cam girls. What's the last one, Ryan? Oh, Siphon Mind. I love this card. I think it's underrated, underplayed. It's a good card. 100% you are correct. Siphon Mind is a sorcery for black three. Each other player discards a card. You draw a card for each card discarded this way. Go and pick these up. Play them in your black decks. They're really good. Yeah, um, the only caveat is graveyard shenanigans or synergies or strategies do exist. So you could just be handing somebody a win if, you know, discard your World Gorger Dragon, uh, right? You're drawing three. You'll probably get something to deal with the World Gorger Dragon. Yeah. Like a removal spell. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah. In response, <laughs> oh, kill it. <laughs> In, oh, no. <laughs> Thanks for wiping your board, chump. Yeah, that may or may not have happened to me at least... At least one time. You're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, what other categories have we still to visit? We've got a police station. We have to have order in Value Town. Yeah, that's where you go after you've been to the black market visiting the cam girls. Somebody comes in, yo, we don't like this kind of shenaniganery here in Value Town. They haul you down to the cop shop where we see all sorts of cool stuff. You get banished to the cop shop. (laughs) Banished light. Banishing light is an O-ring effect that's white too. When it comes into play, you exile a a permanent and opponent controls until banishing light leaves the battlefield. We're also playing O-ring. Which does the same thing but separates them into two triggers. So if you can sacrifice the O-ring before the first trigger resolves, it'll be exiled for good. Correct. Okay, Dusk. 
I think that's a split card, isn't it? Dusk is a split card. These are the split cards that I will accept, however, because they are printed regularly, and then they're printed on the graveyard halves. So you can turn them sideways in the graveyard. It's very handy. So Dusk is white, white, two, destroy all creatures, power three or greater. Does that get anything in our deck? How big's Golos? Golos is a three, four. Oh, it gets Golos. That's the only thing it gets. Yeah. Okay, I'm fine with that. And then Dawn, which is the other half, is white, white, three, Return all creature cards with power two or less from your graveyard to your hand, which is everything. Yes. And you probably have the mana to cast them. And because we're playing haste enablers, you can cast one and then you can use it to untap the land that you just cast it with to cast the next one and then untap it again and then cast the next one. So if you if you dawn with a haste enabler, you can probably just get your whole deck back. Ooh, baby. Okay, I, I missed Citywide Bust. Sorry, I missed that one. Citywide Bust is white, white, one. Destroy all creatures with toughness four or greater. Again, only gets Golos in this deck. Yep. How about Solstice? Equinox. I have no idea what I was reading. <laughs> I, what in the actual? I don't know, man. But Equinox is an enchantment with really cool art on it for one white. Enchants a land, and you can tap it to counter a spell that destroys one or more of your lands. So somebody Armageddon's or I guess obliterate doesn't work, but you get what I'm saying. If somebody tries to stone rain your shit, you can counter it. I just I just next leveled myself. I said the thing that I was thinking of that is the opposite of the actual card. A solstice is the opposite of an equinox. equinox correct. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> that is some like that is some cardception. It I don't is. even think there's a card called solstice. There actually is, Ryan. It's a Midsummer Revel, if you say it in French. Oh, yeah. Shout out to all the French Canadians who played during Urza's Saga. <laughs> got there. Okay, we've got a pacifism. Uh, enchant creature, enchanted creature can't attack or block. I feel like there's a better effect that you could put in there instead of pacifism that is still on budget. I'm sh- I'm not sure what pacifism, what role it's serving. Is it the two mana removal spell? Could we play prison term for a third mana and just move it to like the next good creature that comes onto the battlefield? That's exactly what I was thinking. You play prison term instead. It does the same thing, but for one more mana, and it gives you more flexibility. Yeah. I don't know, but he okay. plays pacifism, whatever. The deck's cool. Let's trust this guy knows what he's doing. Last one, Sunken Field. Love this shit. Yeah, I actually like this card. It is an enchant land for blue one. Enchanted land has Force Spike. Which is tap, counter target spell, unless controller pays one. Yes. So that is a tax on one thing per round of the table, except this deck where we can untap that thing like 58 times. Yeah, and you can just like counter the same spell 58 times. They have to keep paying for it. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Or you you could like, nobody can tap out to play anything when that's on the table. For every player, because you can just untap it. That is a little bit of a control card. I like that one. That that's is a good a, pick. That's a good-ass card. I like it a lot. I think that's everything except for Town Hall. Except for the Town... And I love this card. This card. I what am, the hell? I'm super excited when they start doing more shit like this. It is an artifact fortification for two. What the hell, what the hell is that? It's an equipment that equips to your land. So you're fortifying some piece of land that you own. And it's Darksteel Garrison. Whenever fortified land becomes tapped, target creature gets plus one, plus one until end of turn. So if you're tapping, untapping instant, infinitely, you can make one of your dudes into just a massive beater and just slap the lips off of somebody and the person next to them. Whoa. 
Yeah, that is actually a cool play. That That's is... like, oh, I see an opening. Oh, it would be a shame if I fortified my land and just made Golos like a million million. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> Whoops. And the funny thing is, is you don't even have to go infinite with Golos. You just need to get him a little bit bigger, right? And then, you know, minus your Samut to give him plus two, plus one, and sacrifice your Fires of Yavimaya because you don't need two haste enablers to give him plus two, plus two. And all of a sudden it's like, uh, ooh, you know that you know that three or six commander damage I hit you for early in the game? Get your chip ins, kids. Yeah. Yeah. Take take fifteen more. Die. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a good one. That's the whole deck. That is a cool deck. So real quick, let's jump ahead to the budget of this deck. The actual cost in real dollars and cents if one was to purchase this entire deck. The entire deck? And the whole deck. And you, nothing you, but the deck. Even the land base? Even the land base. Holy shit. Okay, all right, let's do it. This even is going to be a... Even the five-color mana base. Oh, my God. Five, we're going to purchase a whole five-color mana base, Ryan? We could. Now, here, just get this. Before we, before we commit to anything. Okay. okay. So I'm looking at the price, and the... Site that this is listed on is Architect. Shout out to the boys at Architect. Met them in Vegas. Good guys. I thought maybe some kind of code isn't picking up a card that might be expensive. Maybe something from Card Kingdom's price that is linked to Architect wasn't accurate. Those happen sometimes. S sometimes it misses like a promo something and it just doesn't give it a price. Okay. Technology is an imperfect beast. Unless you're T1000. See the pre-show. Absolutely. Loading a gun with his dink. <laughs> $33.66. Let's call it $34. Let's round up so we can just abbreviate. Wow. $34. I thought something has to be amiss. Yeah, something's wrong here. So I changed the pricing system that they use from Card Kingdom to TCG. And I have to assume it uses mid because when you hit like buy whole deck, it's going to give you mid price cheapest and it's going to optimize your cart for you. Right. So I thought, okay, let's try it. Maybe it'll pick up the thing that is missed. Sure. $25. <laughs> really? That's it. <laughs> oh, so we're man. talking, and I tell I tell Brando that this deck is super cheap. I don't I don't think I told you it was $25. No, you didn't cheap. tell it was $25. Bucks. <laughs> so, so Brando had this idea off air. He's like, oh. hit him, hit him with the idea. Hit him. Let's just give away the deck. We're going to buy this deck and we're just going to enter someone's address and you're going to just, it's going to arrive at your door. Yes. We'll just, we're going to give you this deck. So some lucky member of CCO Nation through engaging on Twitter, maybe it's going to be engaging on Facebook. We've got articles going up on facetofacegame.com where you can engage there. It's going to be some meaningful engagement to Brando and I, and we're not going to tell you, we're just going to. Give it away. Yep. And when you get it, you can tweet at us and we will share your excitement with you because this deck looks super hella fun. I have a deck that kind of operates like this and can speak from experience. If Chris Coin Purse's write-ups are any indication of any indication of how fun the deck is somebody else is also going to enjoy this. It sounds like it's going to be a lot of fun. The deck looks really cool, and it seems like it's, again, one of those decks where Chris said, you start building on a budget, and he ended up with this hyper-powerful thing 
that your deck isn't based on price, and we're going to get into that in a second, and this deck can teach that to you as well, and you will, after you win it and we send it to you. All you got to do is sleeve it up, and you can play. That's so sick. That's so dope. That's the funniest thing ever. <laughs> so we love doing giveaways. If we can get, if we can sneak an extra one in there with an actual fun deck that's very affordable, that's really cool. Yeah, why not? So let's get let's get into some of the strengths and weaknesses. I think we've we've discussed the the creatures and how to combo and how to make infinite mana. The write up is that uh, the write up that Chris sent says that he can consistently do a between four and six. Uh, turn four and turn six he can find the combo based on how much redundancy in all of the effects there is yeah all of the creatures do the only thing that he wants the creatures to do and virtually all of the enchantments do all of the things that you want the enchantments to do so at that point all you need is something to untap your creature redundancy redundancy that is the first the first um strength now, yes. flipping redundancy into a weakness, not because we're pessimistic, but because we're realists in yeah. the nation. When you have that much redundancy, it is hard to find room for interaction, disruption, and removal. Which this or, deck or, is, or we could categorize those all into one thing. The deck is very light on removal. There's a couple of sweepers, one spot removal <laughs> thing, two enchantments that get rid of stuff. Yeah. Like, and at best, it's like, okay, your enchantment that makes your creature, like your pacifism, is sorcery speed. Yeah. Right? So when you're talking about going infinite turn four and being able to kill the whole table by untapping your lands, like that is CEDH levels of speed. But we're not packing 20 counterspells or removal or disruption or stacks pieces to stop other people from what they're doing. Yeah, We're not like, doing any of that. I would imagine that this deck is going to turn four, four to six everybody once or twice. And then people are going to figure it out. And then when you play it, it'll be a much slower deck. It's still good, but people are going to, they're going to know to kill that land with all the enchantments on it. They're going to know to kill that untapping creature. They're going to know to, in response to you enchanting that creature to kill it. Like they're, yeah, the and fact that cards are air quotes trash aren't going to reflect the removal onto other people's stuff more than once or twice. Once you play in a, an established metagame or a common group of friends, if you take this deck out into the wild and you say it's a Golos like enchant land deck, that's actually cool and you're going to get away with it. Yep. Take it to an MF, you're going to get away with it. Yep. Right. But when you start to play every Friday, every Tuesday with the bros, right? It's, people are going to catch on. They're going to pick up, and, oh, you're going to go infinite and play your whole deck again? I see. It's going to happen. Yeah. Now, flipping back to strengths, it still can just kill you out of nowhere, right? You could just have one or two lands or enchantments on lands, and you just top deck your, your underworld connections, your enchant land, and then you're like, ooh, tap to draw a card. Ooh, uh, play my creature that untaps it. Tap to draw a card. Hmm, untap it again. Tap to draw a card. Oh, there's my piece I need. Cast it. Infinite, right? Like, yep. it can just get you. Yeah, decks like this can just sneak up behind you and, 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 and pull you down, drown you, like a crocodile. <laughs> yeah, I don't think crocodiles drown you. I think they eat you. Well, no, they drown you first. They grab you, and they pull you into the water, and they spin around really fast, and then they kill you. That's really? And then they leave you there for a little while, and they come back and eat you later. They let you stew a little bit. Yeah. I think that I heard that somewhere. That that's what alligators do anyway. They kill you and they drown you, and then they leave you there, and then they come back and they eat you. 
Yeah. When you're, I don't know why the hell they leave you there. Maybe they like their food to be marinated. Yeah, like maybe to, they're tired from wrestling you a little bit. Yeah, they marinate you in their own shit and then eat the and then eat you. That's how hardcore alligators are. That's it. Oh, terrible way to go. Now flipping that kill you out of nowhere into a little bit of a weakness. If you don't get that optimal line that I just described or lines like it, you can have a kind of just a clunky, slow, kind of do-nothing deck. Yeah, you never want to be down on a deck, especially one that is really exciting like this. But like like Ryan says, this deck will leave you flapping in the fucking wind Nuts. if you don't draw the stuff. You're, just, you're getting speed bagged on your ball sack, and you, that's just you all do you have, get. You do have eight instances of card draw, which is which is good. Right, and they all all eight instances draw you more than one card. With this much with this much redundancy, you could probably call those tutors. Ooh, I like that. Yeah, that's yeah, a thing. Okay. I didn't for the spice calculator. Yeah, but, but you could. I've noticed in my Estra deck, if you know, you curve into Enchantland, 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 maybe like an Oranarlid or an Umbra card to protect a creature, and you didn't happen to find any of my eight or nine Enchantress cards, it's like, oh, I can tap my five land for 15 mana uh hmm go guess i have no <laughs> cards in hand because i didn't draw anything right yeah so that kind of thing when you don't get the optimal hand and again when you have no interaction it's like ooh, i guess i really am nuts to the wind because now i can make 15 mana but if somebody has a, a wasteland or if somebody has a bounce spell. Or, or a strip mine, because Wasteland won't do shit against this deck. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Literally do nothing, because the only thing you could waste is indestructible. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Strip mine, yeah. Get your strip mines, kids, right? Yeah. So, super fun deck. You know what? I had a suggestion for the deck. What about, and maybe it's off curve because it's four mana, but what about including Estrid? I wonder if... That could be a potential include because it untaps all of your enchanted permanents. And if you could spread your permanents out across multiple lands, you could untap multiple lands with her plus two activation. Or you could use her other activation to just enchant another land and untap it too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So you could still have your only need to untap one land because it's maxed out with enchantments, but you still get those other ones too because why not? Yeah, and just quick, what the hell is with her plus being a plus two? Yeah, I don't know. She goes to th- from three to five to seven. It's like she goes three to five, first turn. Five to seven, second turn. And somebody goes, uh, tranquility. Destroy all enchantments. It's like, ooh, okay, well, untap, minus seven, get all my enchantments back. You did nothing. <laughs> yeah. What the hell, Astrid? <laughs> I didn't know she was so broken when I started building her. But yeah, now that you have her, it's like, oh, shit. Five, co- five color mono white angel Aaron just destroyed me with infinites with her. And I'm like... What the hell, man? She's really good. She's one of those top-end generals I think just went really low-key. Under the radar? And now that this enchantment-based set came out, I was like, ah, fuck. Ah, goddammit. (laughs) Why can't we go back to last year? Yeah. She was bad. When she was only medium. Yeah. Well, I guess Chain Veil existed then, and she goes infinite with Chain Veil as soon as it's got an enchantment on it. A planeswalker that goes infinite with Chain Veil? Weird. Yeah, that costs less than Tefri 6, but still includes blue, so you can still do all the same shit. Yeah. Whew. Jesus. Man, people have been sleeping on Estrid. <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, that's the deck. I think it's super fun. We're going to give it away. Let's take a look at the Spice. Let's do it. The official Spice calculator, that is. couple quick stats before we do, though. Okay. Extra mana enchantments, 10 of them. That gives you a 50% chance in your opening hand to get one. 
It's pretty good. Yeah. 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 Land Untappers, 13. Jesus. Thir- 13 or more. I don't know. Whatever. Thir- I counted 13, I think. I trust you. Popularity on EDHREC.com. It's going to hurt you. Th- this this was tough that we didn't give away this hint, but we only gave one hint on the pre-show. So it was a good hint. We, we got there. 2,413 lists. Makes him the number one most popular five-color commander right above Joda, Archmage Eternal, and the Ur-Dragon. And right below nobody. Yeah, below no. That's why I gave the two that he was ahead of. Yes. Usually I talk about two <laughs> yeah. things. But yeah, there's he's, calling him the number one and saying nobody is above him is redundant. <laughs> yes. He is the top of the heap. He is the most value of all the value five color commanders. I remember I raged about him in our M twenty set review where I told Wizards to just stop playing stop printing goddamn ultimate value five color shit like this. And then they printed Kenrith, the returned king, just to give me the finger. Yes. But here we are. I think I reviewed him as the Mazes End lands dude, and you said, no, you just like go and you just reveal omniscience and cast it for free. And I'm like, oh, I didn't even see that. That was the review in yeah. a nutshell. Yeah. Yeah, that was it. Anyways, he's number one. Average CMC of this deck, 2.83. Wow. Yeah. So if I told you we've got a five color Golos deck, average CMC 2.8, that can kill you between turn four to turn six. That sounds like we should be on with the spike feeders. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> and then we're like, uh, play my Croson Restorer, play my Pacifism, <laughs> play my Caustic Tar, <laughs> play my Sunken Field. <laughs> Counter your shit unless you pay four. It's like, oh, oh man, that's oh, great. I dang. love it. I, I love, love it. I love it. So we're not running any tutors. Zero tutors. Z- zero. Not even the one that. Let's count all of those draw spells as kind of a tutor because of redundancy. Let's. We're let's gonna do count that. that as one tutor. Count everybody one. gets one. Everybody gets one. <laughs> okay. So I estimated. I didn't actually count the number of different cards than the stock Golos page on EDHREC.com. I just estimated it at sixty. <laughs> <laughs> I just fucking estimated it. So if we punch all that into the spice calculator, we get a spice of 75. Oh, wow. Even if I just estimated it at 50, we still get 65. <laughs> That's still among the most spicy decks of this year, guaranteed. Yes, of the year, maybe of the last two years. 75. That is a spicy-ass nugget. I, I love the list. I think it's topical. I love that it's $25. Yeah, I love that it's $25 and we can just give it to someone. And that someone is just going to ranch oh, yeah. someone else. And people are going to they're going to take it like, yeah, oh, this is a podcast I listen to. You could raw dog it. No sleeves. <gasps> Ripple oh, shuffle you that have shit together. To. Just yeah. And then just turn for some scrubs. Oh, dude. Oh. That would be like fuck, it'd be like when I was oh, I can't remember who it was. I'm sorry if you're listening. We were playing at EDH&M. Raw dog, no sleeves. Turn one plays island. Foil mocks amber. Oh. <laughs> I think somebody, somebody on the next table over was like, "Oh, dude, I'm gonna, ha- I'm gonna have a conniption here." Was that, was that me? It <laughs> might have been me. No, nah, that's not me. I used to. Oh man, it was so chillax too. I'm like, "Is that a foil mocks amber?" He's like, "Yep." Yeah. I was like, 
cool. <laughs> That's a cool card, man. That's dope, dude. It's cool that you have that. You should rub the back in some gravel to really make it better coming than going, man. I'm telling you, make that shit look like an old dual land. <laughs> Oh, that's oh, great. It looked like my Tegas. Oh, shit. So, super fun deck. Thank you to Chris Coinpurse for sending it in. He is a Patreon supporter. He is a member of CCO Nation. He routinely bids on the Altered Art card auctions every Thursday. And you know what? Just I, I have to say that. i got to shout out myself for a minute here because I get people calling me all the time or messaging me and saying, Hey, I love the cast. I love the altars. Do you take custom commissions? Like, yes. Yes, I do. That's my job. Yeah. So if anybody's interested, just get at me on Twitter or Facebook or wherever you can find me. Just get at me. Yeah, he's going to do He's gonna do a business card for one of my decks that I'm going to take to all the MFs this year. Oh, yeah, that's right. So I forgot about that. Be prepared for to see that. Come over, ask if you're going to be at GMF Seattle, yep. Vegas, or Anaheim. You'll get to see a... It, it's going to be cool. And we're booked for Seattle. Hey, I don't know if we said that on the show. Yeah, we are booked. We're locked. We're loaded. We're ready to go. We got our tickets. I'm very excited for the trip. Ryan is less excited for the trip, but we're I'm both ex- super pumped for the event. I'm excited to be there. Uh, friends of the show, Aaron and Amy, taking the day off work because F work. Hell They're yeah. Gonna pick us up. We're going to have some supper. I hope there is some nachos and or beer involved. I guarantee you there will be beer involved. There yes. is no, You're putting the Brando stamp on it? Oh, there is no downtown on earth that I cannot find beer in. There just isn't one. I'll drink beer out of somebody's empty can in the street. Damn right we will. Mm-hmm. Brando stamp. We will drink beer in Seattle. Very much so. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be a great time. I'm excited. I'm looking at prices for Anaheim, Vegas, Minneapolis. We're trying to see if there's good deals to book early or what have you, but we're going to go to those ones as well. It's going to be a great time. I'm very excited. Maybe we'll run into somebody playing this deck. Oh, I hope so. Raw dog, no sleeves. Oh, that's the best way to play. If the deck costs 25 bucks, there's no reason to spend more money on sleeves and a deck box than what you if paid you, for your deck. What if you perfect fitted it and sleeved it and put it in like a... deck box, your carrying and protection pieces would have cost more than the deck. That's what I was just about to say. Like, if your deck box and sleeves cost more than the deck, you should not have sleeved the deck and put it in a box. Oh, I got this. This is, this is, this is the letter Kenny of podcasting right here, sort of. Okay. If your sleeves and deck box cost more than your deck, (laughs) you might be a nationalite. (laughs) Yes. There it is. Ooh, I'm going to add to the prize. I'm adding to I'm what? adding to the prize. Please don't say sleeves. I'm adding to it to whoever wins this deck. I personally, I will personally send you two rubber bands to hold the deck together with. <laughs> yeah, there it is. You can play against DJ from Jumble Commander and his rubber band deck in his fucking penthouse. Oh, dude. Okay, oh. <laughs> that's it. We're making it happen. Oh, this prize Rubber is bands in the mail, baby. It's getting better and better. I love it. So, again, interact with us some way on social media, at CCO Podcast, at CCO Brando. We'll, we'll highlight it on CommanderCookout.com. I still got to put up some stuff there that I've got kind of kicking around in my head. Facebook.com slash CCO Podcast. Of course, YouTube. You can search up Commander Cookout Podcast. We've got the YouTube channel there. Pre-show is going to give you hints for more booster, mystery booster winning 
guarantees. There we go. Yeah, there it is. Yeah, that's how we do. We only deal in guarantees here in the nation. That's right. And of course, patreon.com slash CCO podcast will get you in with all of the other nationalites. And it's a great time there. I was just saying to Brando before the show, we got to get Evan a little bit of a, a Christmas gift or something because mm. F you, Evan, it's one of our dude bros that helps us manage the discord and he's way better at it than us. Evan already got his Christmas gift because in the email that this deck write up slash list was included in, it was addressed to Ryan and Evan instead of Ryan and Brando. Oh, so good. That was the trolliest thing I ever saw. <laughs> <laughs> but we do appreciate Evan and everything that he does uh, to keep our fairly vibrant Discord alive. And all the people who make the Discord vibrant, we, we appreciate you guys as well. Yeah, also F Evan and all of you. Absolutely. That's it. Final thought of the day, or did we just do like a whole a whole circle jerk of final thoughts there? One more thing I want to touch on. Sure. We, we talked about this before the show. It's hot topic in Magic the Gathering right now. Uh, we're we're going to thank FaceToFaceGames.com. They're Canada's biggest magic store. Something you can do at face-to-facegames.com, Canada's biggest magic store, is you can take the $25 credit that you could win from our show by entering in any of the other things. And if you're entering to win any of the other contests, you will be entered in to win the $25 credit. That $25 credit could buy you this deck or any other deck. And you know what you're going to do with this deck? What is it? You're going to win. Oh, yeah? And you know why you're going to win? What is that? Because the deck is good. Yeah. Yeah. You know why you're, the decks that you're going to beat, you know what they're going to have? More expensive cards than you're playing here. Is this, are you, are you, what are you? I'm telling you, paying to win is a myth. That's a, that, oh, that's the hot topic. That's okay, the you, hot topic. You came all the way back around. I, I was wondering where you're going It with was that. a journey, but I got there. Paying to win is a myth, and decks like this prove it. Just because a card costs $100, it doesn't make it an awesome card. Just because your deck costs four grand, it doesn't mean it's amazing. People who look at my Noren list, they go, oh my god, this deck costs so much money. The deck is worth about 300 bucks if you take all the foil out. Yeah. Like, it's a good deck. And that's only because you have a couple expensive mana rocks, and do you really need them with your one-cost commander, and you no. win with Perforos, which costs four? Yeah, like, no. So, like, paying to win is a myth. Yes, you can get fast mana, yeah, you can get all that crap, you can get way more expensive lands, but this deck will kill... Fairly consistently, turn four to six if less left unmolested, and it plays basics and a bunch of commons that you already own. That's right. Okay, so get this: we were talking, we were talking before the show, or in between a section or something. You think that next arc, we we can preview it now. There's a couple weeks of this arc left. We want to get some more patron submissions in. Next arc, hit them with the truth, Brando. Next arc, we are going to do. What do we? Working title of the next arc is going to be Arc of Building on a Budget. Arc of Not Paying to Win. Ooh, I like that. Building yeah. on a butt jet. <laughs> that's, I, that's people aren't going to know what that means. Yeah, they're no, they're not. They're just going to think that we're building in a hot tub and it, we're just squirrely. That's weird. Yeah, okay. The Arc of Not Paying to Win. That's what we're going to do. And we're going to show everybody in the niche, with the niche's help, that you don't need to pay money to win games of Commander. And you can specifically try not to pay. Like, we can go out of our way to make cheap decks. Hell yeah, we can. Maybe we could even ask some of our friends for help. I know a couple other creators that may be on board. Who can say? I think that'll replace the final thought of the day. So thanks, everybody. Thanks again to face-to-facegames.com. They're Canada's biggest magic store. Thanks to all of you for being here, inviting us into your ear holes and maybe other holes. We don't know. 
every week. We really appreciate being here, and we hope you'll join us again next week for another episode of Commander Cookout Podcast. Hit our theme song! <laughs> <laughs>